welcome to church. You know, sometimes it can feel like we're born in a box, can it? Especially when disaster strikes, because when disaster strikes, we begin to ask a lot of questions sometimes. Questions like, where is God in all of this? Why, why do bad things happen in the world? Why does, why does a hurricane uh, strike? And people begin to ask questions. They begin to doubt in life and all of those doubts can begin to make us feel very dark, very lonely, kind of like we live in a box. Anybody ever felt like they live in a box? You feel blinded to what may be? Well, whenever things happen again, uh, a lot of times we lose all sense of hope. Uh, Sometimes we begin to try to discover the meaning of life and As we seek the meaning of life, sometimes we can find some good things in the box, but not the box is not where you were meant to live. You were meant to live life beyond the box. The Bible teaches that we are created as physical beings, but we're also spiritual beings. And though we live in this physical world, this place called earth, this box, The Bible teaches that the earth as we know it today is not our home, that actually the earth is not as God originally created it to be. The Bible says that human beings have missed the mark of God's glorious standard. In other words, human beings have sin. Sin is a picture word that means missing what God originally intended. And so we've missed God's standard for this earth. And the Bible says sin has entered this earth. And because sin has entered this earth, sometimes this box just doesn't make sense. You know, again, we're all born in this earth. We're born in the box. But there is the dimension outside of this earth, outside of this box, as outside of this human life as we know it, that if we can ever break through into that dimension, then sometimes the things that go on in this earth, as this earth is shaken by things like hurricanes, disasters, a tragedy, because this earth is going to be shaken. And as the earth is shaken, we can begin to understand that we are created to be in this earth, but we're also created to live beyond this earth. And so today I want to talk to us about living life beyond the box. There is a disaster, but we also have to understand there's a different dimension. And when we only view disaster from a human point of view, when we only view life from a human point of view, an earthly point of view, then it's hard to have hope because sometimes that hope is diminished because we're only seeing our box. We're only seeing what we're born into. However, God has created a way to see beyond the box spiritually and begin to live life and live it to the full. However, if we only view things from an earthly point of view or a human point of view, then nothing will ever make sense. That is not to diminish the tragedy, the disaster, 
what some of us are currently going through right now in our own region as a hurricane actually hit our region. Flooding has happened. Many people are displaced out of their homes, and that's real pain. That's real hurt. And, you know, it can make us lose hope in life itself. However, I do believe that there is hope beyond the hurt. There's hope beyond the pain. And again, it's not to diminish it. We all experience that along life's journey because sin has entered this world. And because sin has entered this world, this world is broken. It's not a perfect place. It is not as if God originally created it. But you can understand that though it's not, God has done something about the problem and God will get it right. And there will be a perfect heaven and there will be a perfect earth in the future as God puts all evil underneath his feet. Give God a hand clap right there. You are precious cargo. You personally, you're a fragile item that's been placed in a box. One of the things I noticed this week is we have been doing disaster relief as a church. We've turned our conference center over in Barefoot Resort into a distribution center. We're actually uh, distributing uh, food and items and cleanup items all over this community, packing boxes, delivering boxes. There's many churches, many organizations locally, many businesses, many people, many individuals that have partnered with us, placed items in our hand for us to repackage and distribute where they're needed, when they're needed. And, you know, I just want to commend our church for really stepping into it and all of those who have really stepped into it because you are making a difference in this disaster. We delivered, I think, over a thousand uh, disaster relief packages yesterday alone. Uh, and I think that's something to really celebrate today, church. Come on. But one of the things I noticed while we were pulling certain items out and we were packing these packages to deliver hope and healing and just some sort of love to people as they were experiencing uh, really, really hard times was as we were packing those boxes, there were outside forces putting the items in the box. And as those outside forces being human beings, the hands of humans were were actually placing the items in the various boxes so we could deliver hope, there was those, some of those items were very fragile. However, some of the outside vo- voice, uh, or forces, the human hands, as they were putting uh, and, and handling these boxes and packing these boxes, they didn't always handle the contents of the box as if they were fragile. There were other forces, other human hands that handled the contents as fragile. And this is a lot like life because though we're fragile human beings and we have been placed in this world, there are forces outside of what we see physically. There's a spiritual dimension. And in that spiritual dimension, there is some forces that don't care if you're fragile. And there's other forces that care greatly that you're fragile. And as that that battle in that dimension is going on. You need to understand that this earth, this box that we live in will be shaken because that is what happens in that a dimension. Though it manifests itself physically here on this earth and we're in the box, 
We need to understand that there's actually something going on spiritually. And though the evil forces, uh, they don't handle you with, with care and love. And uh, there, is, there is God in the midst of all of that. And what the enemy means for harm, God will bring good out in it. And God will do something amazing. But you've got to believe in hope and you've got to hope beyond the box. And though the contents may get all broken up in the box, you got to understand you weren't created for the box. You weren't created to live just in this earth as we know it today. I mean, well-meaning people try to fix the box up. I'm actually trying to fix this up as I'm speaking to you right now. I mean, there's some pretty good things in here. And I can put my hope in some of these things. It's, it's quite uncomfortable in here. Because I'm 6'6". Six, six. I weigh 235 pounds. I'm cramped up, but I got, I got some comfort food in here. I got some Cheetos. And so I found something to satisfy me in the box. And so I'm going to chew on a few of these. There's a Coca-Cola. I got a beach chair. And again, you know, the danger is to find the good things in this earth, in this box, and begin to put my hope in these things and lose sight that there's life outside of the box. There's a dimension. And when I can begin to lift my eyes towards that dimension, then the things, these things in here begin to seem smaller than what I'm really created for. My friend, you or I aren't created to live in a box all cramped up. We aren't created to, to stay in this condition where sin has entered this world. You need to understand as good as your life may be or as bad as it may be, sin has entered this world and it is not as God desires for it to be. It is less than a perfect place. And the Bible clearly says that this earth, this box, will fade away. It will diminish. It will go away. And the present heavens as we know it today will fade away. And God will make a new heaven and a new earth. And he will put all of those who trust him and seek him and believe him in that new heaven and that new earth. And that world will never be shaken by sin or evil or doubt ever again. And that is something to celebrate and put your hope in this very day. And so you were born into sin. You were born in a box. And the only way to really begin to have hope outside of this box is for an outside force to do something. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, it says God has made everything beautiful for its own time. And maybe the time for you today is for God to make you beautiful. The Bible says this, he has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope. We can't see all the dimensions from this point of view of God's work from beginning to end. And so the Bible is clear that eternity is placed 
in the hearts of human beings. However, because we're placed in a box, we're born in a world, sometimes, you know what, we can lose hope in eternal things. It can begin to get dark in here. We can begin to doubt in here. We can begin to shrink back in here. We can begin to come satisfied in here. But truly what God wants you to do is not to become satisfied with the way it is in here. God doesn't want you to shrink back in fear because of the things that are happening around us in here. God wants us to continue to seek him and find him and to discover that there's life beyond the box. And so I want to encourage you today. I want you to see life from a different angle, a different dimension. Because again, when storms happen, when disaster happens, when bad things happen and what we consider to good people, we begin to ask questions. If God is so good, then why does he allow these kind of things to happen? Well, if we begin to look at things and life from a different angle, a different dimension, a higher dimension, then it doesn't mean that the pain goes away, but maybe, just maybe, we can see, you know what, that there is something greater in all of this, and we can have greater hope in all of this, and we need to understand that we're, we're born in a place that has limited vision. We have limited vision to all we're created to be. Just like a baby comes to earth and comes out of a mother's womb. It's very, very consolidated in that womb. But as that baby appears out of that womb, then their eyes are open to a different dimension. Their eyes are open to light. Their eyes are open to various things around them. They begin to learn. They begin to feel. And they begin to realize that, you know what, they weren't created to stay in a womb the rest of their life. And so, you know, again, I can't remember when I was in my mama's stomach. But what I do understand is I was contained there. I was basically limited there but I wasn't created to be there. I was created to be out of that and beyond that. And something had to happen in order for me to be, be to live outside of that. It is no differently different spiritually. And again, today, some of us are in the dark. We've heard all about God's hand. We've heard all about Jesus. We've heard all about all of these various things. But do we really know how to live life beyond the box? How to have hope beyond the box? Because in reality, there is nothing that you nor I nor circumstances around us can do to help us escape this box. And until we realize that, and until we realize that, you know what, we are limited in this box, then what we'll do is we'll just stay in the box and miss so much about life. However, when we get frustrated with life here on earth and realize we're not created for the box, and we begin to really seek with all of our heart God, then the Bible tells us that God will come into our life. And so what we need to understand is the enemy wants you to shrink in this box. He wants you to be satisfied in this box, but God the good God of your soul created you for so much more than the limitation of this box. And he wants you to seek him with all of your heart. And the Bible says if we seek God, our creator, we'll find him. 
And so how we find him is this. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 21, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. So what does that mean? That's the gospel. There's actually nothing you can do in order to get out of this box. And so you crawl out, you call out to God, and you begin to say, God, there has to be more. More to life than a box. I don't care what I have in this box. There has to be more. I don't care what I don't have in this box. There has to be more. And that's where some of us are sitting today. The hurricane didn't hit our home. The hurricane didn't flood our home. Our home is our home, but we're actually in a state of complacency and we're asking questions and say, there has to be more. Well, my friend, there is more, but are you going to call on God's hand to deliver you from the box and where you weren't created to live, or are you going to stay in the box? And so that means, you know what, you cry out to God. That's what it means to call on the name of the Lord. You begin to ask for his help. And when you call on the name of the Lord with all of your heart, the Bible says God will come to your rescue and he'll begin to shed light in your box and give you a glimmer of hope and some air out of this hot place so that you can begin to come wherever who God has created you to be. So Lord, I need your help is how we need to cry out. This is what it means. To call on the name of the Lord. Admit where we are. Come help me. Where is he at? And just keep crying to the Lord. Believe that he's going to shed light on your situation. And it feels dark. You know what? And it feels hopeless. Don't become satisfied. Cry out to God. Keep calling out to God. And I promise you, he may not get you completely out of this box, but he'll put light into this box and he'll give you the tools necessary to have hope beyond this box and shed light to other people upon this box. And this is literally what it means to be saved. That you know what? Now I've got a glimmer of light. I've got a little fresh air coming into this place today because you know what? It's freaking hot in here and I need some help from the Lord. There was nothing I could do to get out of the box. I can try to bust out. I can do everything I can do, but God had to come to my rescue and my friend, that's what he did through Christ Jesus. He came to humanity's rescue. He showed great love on the cross. He showed that death couldn't hold him in the ground, that he could defeat death and surely if he could defeat death, he can defeat your box and your circumstances and help you get out of this box. The cross, the good news of Jesus is all about showing the love of God, the compassion of God, and the power of God, all in the person of Jesus. And my friend, you know, I think some of us trust Jesus to forgive us of our sin of missing the mark, but we don't call on the name of the Lord And really understand that he don't want to just forgive us and us just to keep living in the box. He wants to deliver us from the power of the box and give us hope beyond the box. And though we live in this box, in this earth, in this world, you know, whenever he can begin to shed light in there and drop tools into you, he intends for you to partner with those things and begin to let him help you get out of the box. And so you saw Jesus. Titus, come and give me, give me hope. 
glimmer. I'm getting some air. I'm starting to see a glimmer of light in here. But you also saw that Titus didn't just come and open the door. Titus also put the tools in necessary to help me get out of the box. Can I tell you, that's how the spirit of God works. We call them spiritual gifts, gifts of the spirit. And some people make the gifts of the spirit something they are not. But I got to declare to you today what the gifts of the spirit are. The gifts of the spirits come from God. And the the way they come from God is through Christ Jesus. And when he gives you a gift, you know what? That gift is to help you begin to see more of the kingdom, more out of this box. And it's also so you can work together with the other gifts that he's placed in the box and other people so that you can help them see and help other people see that are in the box. The gifts of the spirit are put in this earth today in God's people so that we can begin to help people have hope beyond the circumstances, beyond the challenges, begin to live out who God says that we are in spite of being in the box. And can I tell you something? You know what? Uh, Our world was shaken. It hit us all in a little bit different way, you know, but again, just this week, you know, there's tidal waves and all kinds of tsunamis hitting people across the earth. And though whenever it hits home sometimes and it hits our street and our community and our family, it becomes a little bit more real. But what we need to understand is none of us are absent of what is going on in this earth, but we can have hope beyond this earth. Amen. Amen. And sometimes we become complacent and we begin to make this this church thing and this Jesus thing all about good and bad. I got to declare to you today, it's not about good and bad. It's, a, it's, it's about some good news. That though it's good or though it's bad and you're trapped in this box, there is a way out. There is a way to have hope. There is a way into a different dimension. But Jesus didn't come to just forgive you of your sin. He came so you could live in a different dimension. Though you're trapped here. You can begin to see there. And he gives you the gifts. And so Titus has given me some pretty cool gifts in here. And so I think there's a way out. So I'm going to begin to partner with the gifts and try to get out. begin to operate and use the gifts you begin to get a glimpse that there's more when you begin to have God lift the lid for you and shed light on your life and you begin to partner with God and use the gifts that he's placed in your hands you begin to hope that there's something more you begin to be a cheerleader in the box and telling people there is life outside of the box you know what I can see you're out there anybody out there come on I know you're out there I can see you out there I'm beginning to have hope that you're out there so I'm going to keep on using the I got to be careful. Cut my foot off. Let me try this one. You know, sometimes 
you got to throw some good things out of the box in order to find the tools necessary to help you. That's why I threw that Coke out. I found my hammer now. I had a rag. Let's see, I got one in here somewhere. There it is. I was sitting on it. I make all of that scene for a reason during a time like this. Because sometimes, you know, disaster can make us feel hopeless, disaster can make us feel uh, trapped. You know, sometimes we become complacent even with the good things in life. But what God wants us to understand today is first and foremost, you know what? We're all born in this earth, but this earth is not all there is. As you see life today with your physical eyes, it's not all there is. And what the enemy of your soul wants to do is to keep you blinded to the goodness of God and that there is a God that will come to your rescue no matter what. But again, you know, not only uh, here today in 2018, you know, even when Jesus was here on the earth in the physical, God in the flesh, showing love to humanity and the power of God over death itself. You know, he still really had trouble sometimes as he spoke to people. There were followers of Jesus for being a good, good person, a good teacher, all kinds of things. But people were still confused. And what I mean by that is John chapter 3 tells us a lot about that story um, you know, it's, it's, there's an encounter there with a religious guy. And then there's also this, this, uh, little bit in John chapter three about a man named John the Baptist who were, who was actually baptizing people and some of his followers, some of his students, some of the people that were following John the Baptist's message became, became kind of disoriented and they began to compare their group to basically the group that was beginning to follow Jesus. And they came to John the Baptist and they began to complain that, that Jesus' church, his group, his following was becoming more massive than John the Baptist's following. And I want to read to you the words of John the Baptist because I think this really speaks to where a lot of people are today. He says this in John chapter 3, verses 31 and 36. He says about Jesus, he says, he has come from above and he is greater than anyone else. We are, we are of the earth. We were born in the earth. We were born in a box. He's speaking to those followers. He says, and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and he is greater than anyone else. 
He testifies about what he has seen and has heard. In other words, he wasn't born the same way you and I were born. He wasn't born in the dark. He wasn't born blind. He didn't come from here. His father isn't earthly. His father is heavenly. And then he goes on to say this, but, but how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true. For he is sent by God. He speaks God's word. For God gives him the spirit without limitation, without limit. For the father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. And verse 36 says that anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. You can begin to see in this different dimension. Anyone who doesn't obey his son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. And so, Again, God has judgment against missing the mark, but he loves, he loves the contents of the package. And you need to understand that God is about delivering us the fragile items out of this dimension into the dimension of where he is so that we can be everything he has created us to be. However, this text speaks to viewing things from an earthly point of view, a human point of view. And honestly, that's where a lot of us are. We are human and we only view from that point. And then whenever we only view from that point, we, we begin to only see things from, from the box instead of outside of the box. And the Bible teaches that God's ways, the creator's ways are higher than our ways. And the question is, is will you be satisfied in the box or keep trying to get out of the box yourself or will you call on the name of the Lord? Will you let him shine light into your circumstance and your situation? No matter how good or how bad it is. Because you know what? There is no humanly way possible to make sense of a disaster. To make sense of a death. To make sense of a tragedy. To make sense of evil. If you don't really, really begin to know a good, good God and understand that humans were born in a world that is not perfect and we were born in sin. We were born in a place that is totally missed. But you know what? You can be born in a city and miss so much about life because you stay in that little, little box. I'm talking about humanly speaking. And so many people stay in a framework and they think that's all there ever is. But until somebody comes and begins to show you that there's something beyond where you are, that becomes your perspective in life and everything else. You only view things from from what you have experienced. And my friend, God is to be experienced. And the way God is experienced is you call on the name of the Lord and you understand who he is. And you let him come to your rescue and deliver the gifts to you. And you begin to partner with him and trust that, you know what, there is a different dimension than what you can currently see. And break out of your human point of view and begin to trust God that there is something greater. And there is something better. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. He says, I am the gate. 
And those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. He says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, keep you in the box. He says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Did you notice what Jesus said? Jesus says, you can can come in and out because you're now, you have a, a different perspective on life. Though you live in the earth, you're not now, your perspective is not of just this earth as it is. And so you can have pasture here and there. You can come in and out. You can have life. You know what? When you're, when you're in there, you can have life when you're out of there and you begin to experience life. Though you're in the world, you know you're not of the world and you can have a rich and satisfying life. That doesn't mean that Jesus comes and makes everything hunky dory up in this joint right here. This is broken. The box is broken. And until we understand that this earth is broken and we admit it is broken and there's not something. And and, until we understand there's something beyond the brokenness of this earth, it will never make sense. That's admitting I got a problem. I'm still in the womb. I need some help. And some people say, well, Christianity is a crutch. Christianity is, is a sign of weakness. And honestly, it's in your weakness and my weakness that God is made strong. So I wonder where you are today, big boy. I wonder where you are today, hurting person. I wonder where you are today. You know what? Uh, those who, who find themselves independent and in a box still asking questions. Because I'm telling you, where does your help come from? Your help comes from the Lord. And I wonder if you surrendered to the goodness of God, to the love of God, the person of Jesus. Because the person of Jesus wasn't just shed blood on a cross so you could be forgiven. The person of Jesus gave his life on a cross so you could begin to be connected to your creator again and have the gifts and have hope beyond this life. And my friend, Life eternally don't have to start one day in the future. It can start this very day, no matter what disaster you're in, no matter what's going on in your life. There was a man in the Bible in the same chapter, John chapter three, his name was Nicodemus. Many of you have heard the verse, John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not waste away, but have eternal life. Most of us in that, in this room today have heard that verse. But I want to put a different dimension on it for you today. A different perspective. Because because it's the word of God and it's the hope beyond this life. And honestly, this is an encounter. This isn't just a story in the Bible or a historical account of something. This is the written word of God that has the power to impact your life. So you can begin to let the spirit of God move in your heart today and change your forever, no matter what disaster you're facing. What's interesting about this encounter is it's Jesus himself speaking to a man named Nicodemus, who was highly religious man trained about who God was trained about religion and all these sorts of things. However, Nicodemus was still asking questions. There was something empty in his soul. You know, there's a lot of you have gone to church all your life. You've been sipping on the communion cup all your life. And believe 
that because you're sipping on a communion cup or you go to church or something you do, that you know what? God's going to do something good for you. I got to declare to you today, none of that stuff right there can do anything for you until you surrender and let Jesus make you whole and new and birth you again. See, See, again, there's nothing you can do. It's all the hand of God and you calling on the name of the Lord. And I don't mean to diminish any of those things, any of our religious ways, because you know what? We all get trapped in those spots. But Nicodemus was trapped in that spot. And he come to Jesus. And I want to read the passage to you today. It's about 18 verses. And the reason I want to read it to you is because I hope today this is going to shed light on your situation, no matter who you are. Listen to what the Bible says. It says in John chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, it says, There was a man named Nicodemus. He was a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. The Bible says, after dark one evening, in the dark. Everybody say dark. He was in the dark and he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. We know all about you. We've seen your miracles. We've seen your hand. He was walking physically with God in the flesh. He was there with Jesus. He says, your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. He had it wrong. God wasn't with Jesus. God was Jesus. He goes on to say this. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again. Everybody say born again. That means unless something gets you out of this box. There's absolutely nothing you can do, Nicodemus. He says, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus, unless you are birthed anew and something delivers you from this womb, from this box, from this limited perspective, you will never see beyond the box and see the kingdom of God. However, he says that Nicodemus says, what do you mean? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? See, Nicodemus was viewing things strictly from a human point of view, an earthly point of view. And Jesus is trying to open his eyes to a different dimension. And maybe he's trying to open your eyes to a different dimension today. My friend, you were created for so much more to be trapped in a box. Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of spirit, of, of the earth and of the spirit of God. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to the spiritual life. Is what Jesus said. He goes on to say this. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. He says the wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. You can't explain how people are born again. 
Jesus has basically just told Nicodemus, look, I did the best I could humanly possible to explain that you want, there's nothing you can do to get out of that box. The spirit of God has to come make you alive. Nicodemus, you are blind. You are in the deadness of your sin. You're in the trespasses of your sin. Uh, Nicodemus, you are asleep. You are in the womb. You haven't seen beyond the box. Nicodemus, whoever you are today, he is telling you that if all you're doing is viewing life from inside of that box, from this point forward, he's saying, unless God does something, comes to your seat right now, taps you on the shoulder. I can't do it. The box can't do it. You going to church can't do it. All I can do is be a messenger from an earthly point of view. I got to depend that the Spirit of God is circling in this place today. He is coming to chairs. He is coming to men. He is coming to women. He is coming to boys. He is coming to girls. And He's about to make some people alive in Christ Jesus. I can't coerce you. I can't make you. You can't even do it on your own. But what you can do is believe that the Spirit of God is blowing in this place. Just like the wind blows through the air. You can't explain where it comes from, but He is here. He is God, and He is here. And you better bet your bottom dollar that the enemy meant for the the storm to harm your soul. But God will use it for good to open your eyes. goes on to say this Nicodemus says how are these things possible Jesus replied you are a respected Jewish teacher and yet you don't understand these things you had Nicodemus you've been doing this religious stuff for all of your life I often wonder how old Nicodemus was in this passage maybe he was like some of you today he was a little older maybe his hair was gray Maybe he'd been doing good things all of his life. Educated man, Pharisee, man that understood a lot of things about God. But he didn't know God. And you see, that's where a lot of people are. They sit in church year after year, month after month, week after week. Know a lot of things about God. Can quote scripture. Can say prayers. But my friend, until God touches your life, I just want to declare to you today that your eyes aren't truly open. And Jesus declared to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you've been trying all of your life and you still don't understand these things. He goes on to say this. He says, I assure you, we, we tell you what you, what, what we know and have seen. And yet you won't believe our testimony. He says, but if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? He says, no one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the son of man, Jesus referring to himself, has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man, he says, must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Understand the reason Jesus was lifted on the cross and shed his blood was to show love for humanity. But better better yet, understand that that death, that physical death was real. As real as you're sitting in here today. But he says you got to be lifted up. You got to, he had to die on a cross to prove the very power of God. And the power of God is beyond death itself. 
And I can tell you three days later, he resurrected from the grave, but he had to be lifted up so people could believe and have eternal life. Do you believe in the love of God that he shed his blood on a cross and the power of God resurrected him from the grave? He says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. You need to understand today that it was God in the flesh. It was Jesus that come to this earth. He come from heaven to earth to help you live beyond the box, beyond what you currently see. And the only way you'll ever make sense of life, I don't care how much you have, how much you don't have. You know what? The valleys, the peaks, or whatever else. This box is broken, 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 broken. Sin has entered this earth, this box. Disasters will continue to happen. But there is a God that will touch your heart and give you hope and a glimmer and a peak of light. You may not understand it all, but have you put your trust in the Lord? called on the name of the Lord. See, some of us are going to sit here and we're going to continue to try. God, I went to church this week and I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to try a little bit harder to be a good Christian. My friend, there's nothing wrong with the Spirit of God coaching you and beginning to change your character. But there's no such thing as being a good Christian. And what I mean by that is, doesn't mean that Christians don't do good things. But you can't do enough good. All you can do is surrender your life today. And let God, a good God, do something for you. It's the way he chose to do it. And you have a choice. You can shrink back in the box. You can become satisfied in the box. You can click along another 10, 20, 30 years in your box or you can surrender and you can seek God today with your heart and call upon the name of the Lord and begin to understand that no matter what happens in that box that God is greater than the box and there is life beyond the box my friend this is eternal life this is what is having the hope of Christ you know what the glory of God in you is all about it's not about saying some prayer It's about the God of the prayer. And the question is, are you going to let the God of the prayer change your life today? Or are you going to continue to try it on your own? You know, my story is interesting. Because I was raised like many people. I was raised in North America. I was just a little old southern boy from a little town in Georgia. And you know, as a kid growing up, I was around church. My mom and my dad would take me to church. I heard the story of the cross and Jesus and the resurrection. I don't know, maybe 2,000 times, 5,000 times. I don't know what it was. I heard it. I heard the stories of the Old Testament and New Testament. But, But can I tell you something? Though I had heard those stories, I didn't have hope beyond this earth. And what I mean by that is I kept trying to make this a better place. My box a better place. And again, there's nothing wrong with the box being a better place, but but you have to come to the conclusion 
that your hope doesn't need to be inside of that box. And though I walked down an aisle and I said a prayer when I was six years old because my cousin said a prayer and that was a good thing to do. And my mama said, you know what, that's what you do or whatever else. Can I tell you, there was flipping nothing that happened in my life. I said a prayer. I did the right things. Sometimes I did bad things. Sometimes I did good things. Sometimes I felt broken. Sometimes I didn't feel broken. Sometimes my bank account was full. Sometimes it was empty. I've had plenty. I've had little. But at the end of the day, here's the truth. Is at the age of 32, some 20 years ago, in the middle of having a lot of stuff, I had a lot of brokenness. I was in a box with stuff. And I can tell you right now, my heart was, was, was withering away. It was, it was becoming very, very calloused. Broken relationships, all kinds of things. And, and, and those, those things, those things that shook my box, my world, my earth, took me to a place at the rock bottom where I got to a place where I thought that physical death was the only answer. To escape the box. And there's some of you today. That think. That's the way to escape the box. But God in his goodness. Found me laying in the bottom of my box all of these things piled up on me and I cried out to God and asked for his help my friend I had known the story all of my life but when I cried out on the name of God and I didn't just pray a prayer that I'd prayed in Sunday school 92 times got to a place to realize there was nothing I could do to get myself out of my own limited perspective. God came to my rescue. And I'm here to share with you on behalf of God's word and the testimony of what he did in my life that somehow, some way, the spirit of God, I can't explain it. When I cried out and was in the bottom of my gave me a glimmer of light and began to drop tools into my heart. And my friend, this is the good news because I had tried all of my life to get out of the box. Good, bad, religious, non-religious, what I thought, what anybody else thought, it wasn't until I realized I was broken and called on the name of the Lord that it all changed and the spirit of God saved my soul and changed my life through the person of Jesus Christ and he put gifts in my life in the box I come in 
and I go out into the pastures, out of the pastures. Jesus was the way. He was the truth. And I'm not just preaching another message. I'm preaching hope today. I'm preaching the testimony of who Jesus is today. I'm preaching to somebody's heart today. I'm in union with the Spirit of God today. The church and the Spirit call on people to come to the Lord. And my friend, in these days, in this disaster, in this complacent life that North America is in right now, I am standing before you today by the power of the God in me. And I'm inviting you to see life beyond the box. But you got to call on the name of the Lord. you got to understand who Jesus is. He didn't come to fix your box up. He came to change your life and give you hope beyond the box. And the moment you begin to think it's about the box is the moment you missed it. Change your perspective. In reality of what you're created for and your life will begin to change. My friend, you weren't created to be stable in a box. You were created to stand on a rock-solid foundation. Eternal life with Christ Jesus forever and ever and ever. And so the question for each one of us today, whether we're Nicodemus or whether we're a comparing disciple or whether we're just a totally broken person in here today at the bottom of our barrel, is will we call on the name of the Lord? And my friend, I'm going to give you a chance to respond to what God is doing in this place today. I don't know who you are or what you're doing, but in a few moments, the band's going to come out and they're going to begin to sing this song. And this song is a song that I listened to yesterday and was reminded. It's by Hillsong United. And I was reminded that, you know what? There is a God who reaches his hand into our life. He's reaching his hand out to our life to give us life beyond the box. And so we're going to stand and we're going to sing and I'm going to ask that nobody leaves in this moment. And as this word is spoken to you today and this psalm begins to speak to you today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond after this and we're going to pray together. But I'm going to ask that you go ahead and stand to your feet right now. And as the band leads us in this amazing, amazing song today, I'm going to invite you to just open your heart, surrender your life today to the Lord Jesus. The Spirit of God is alive in this place. It's going to do great things. So would you sing today? Would you believe God today with us? Can you bow your heads, please? Maybe you're here today. I wish I could explain to you what's happening in your life right now. There's somebody here today, I don't know if it's four, 40, or 140, but the Spirit of God is moving upon this place. And the Spirit of God is touching the human heart in a way that nothing else can. And that nudge you may feel in your life right now, that thing that you're feeling in your life right now, though it somewhat seems a little bit emotional, I want to declare to you that's God. And God is a God that cares about your emotions. He cares about your spirituality. He cares about your being. And my friend, he is trying to let you know that he's come to your rescue. And if you need to surrender today, become a part of his army, his family, his eternal truths, I invite you right now just to surrender. We're going to pray a prayer together, but you need to understand today it's it's God who rescues you. It's not the prayer. My friend, 
We're going to do what we can from a human point of view, but may this be a spiritual prayer in your heart today that forever changes your life. You just say, God, I'm tired of doing life my way. But today, I'm ready to see it your way. Tell God today that you are thankful for Jesus, the love of God, the expression of God's love that hung on a cross. Tell him thank you as he shed his blood to pay a high price for your sin and my sin. Those, all of us who have missed the mark of his glorious standard. Tell God you need his help today. Tell God thank you for the resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus, it demonstrated the power of God. The power of God even over death itself. My friend, the power of God had the ability to lift Jesus out of that grave after he was cruelly crucified. That same power has the ability to change your forever today. But my friend, it is you receiving that, calling on the name of the Lord and receiving those gifts that he's ready to deposit in your life right now at this very moment partner with him to do the work that he's created you to do around the world to move in and out help other people understand who God is my friend it is you just trusting God and linking arms with him and following him all the days of your life tell God thank you for the cross thank you for the resurrection and thank you for the gifts today and my friend if you meant that with all of your heart I want to be one of the first to welcome you to see it in a different dimension, to see it into the kingdom, seeing beyond this earth. Welcome to the family of God, the army of God, the good things that God is doing in and through his kingdom. God, I thank you for these prayers today and all of these who have joined your family. Thank you for your spirit that has really touched people's life and thank you for the gift of Jesus that manifested in such a powerful way. Jesus, thank you. In his name we pray. Amen. Give God a hand clap in here today.